0: and i'm jess and, and this, this is, is the book of boyfriend project. project that was off a little bit it was off a little <laughs> bit that's my fault it's um fine. so today is day nine of our 12 speedy reviews of christmas and i will be speedy reviewing his jingle book princess by barbara dunlop um so let's get into the summary Accidentally abandoned and stranded by a raging blizzard in the picturesque town of Tucker, Maine, Crown Princess Jasmine Arculus finds herself alone and unguarded for the first time in her life. Meanwhile, widower Sam Cutler is dreading the Christmas season. Struggling to be a good father to his nine-year-old twin daughters, he's racked with guilt and battling painful memories. The last thing he needs is a beautiful stranger invading his world. Jasmine keeps her royal identity secret so Sam treats her the way no man in her native country ever would. A country where speaking to Jasmine out of turn could result in jail time. But Jasmine has a knack for getting past Sam's defenses, comforting his daughters, arousing his suppressed emotions, and forcing him to remember he's a man. Both Sam and Jasmine need each other, but can they trust in Christmas magic to bring their hearts together?
1: This kind of gives me, like, Princess Protection Program vibes. (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) Um, So I was super...
0: um, Like, I liked this book. I think I'd give it, like, a three and a half out of five. Christmas Cheers, probably a two or a three out of five. Um, So this book starts out with, it has dual POV. Jasmine is on the plane. She was in D.C. for some type of conference, and she was supposed to give a speech about, like, public relations and stuff. She is supposed to be, she's almost 21, so she'll be the crown princess after this. Or maybe it's almost her 25th birthday. I don't remember. It was a milestone birthday for her. And she was going to be named, like, the crown princess. And, like, the actual heir to the throne in, like, a couple of months Mm -hmm. on her birthday. When this book starts out. And she has stage fright. She goes through, like, the first couple of chapters is her just describing how many, like, speech coaches. And how many, like speech writers like worked on this speech and how long she'd been practicing for this speech and then she just like got up there spoke like one word and then froze and like her chief of staff (laughs) had to like get her off the stage so now they are like flying back to volan volan is her kingdom's name um so jasmine is like very upset with herself over this and They have, like, a plane error, like, a mechanical thing, and so the pilot, like, sets them down in this tiny town in Maine, and she tells her chief of staff, she's like, you know what, I'm gonna go take a nap, and instead of going to take a nap, she gets off the plane. And goes for a walk in the woods.
1: Oh, girlfriend. Have you never seen a horror movie? I mean, like, I haven't, and I know to never do that. (laughs) So
0: she gets off the plane and goes for a walk in the woods. She, the, her chief of staff told her it'd probably take about two hours to fix it. So she's gone for about an hour. She comes back. She, like, cuts through the um, airport to get to her private plane. And... Her plane has left. <laughs> what? Without her. Excuse they me. They've left without the princess on board. They didn't double check. She was actually napping. It is a private
1: plane. Her plane. Literally, she's the whole reason the plane is here. And they leave without her. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, that chief of staff is now fired. <laughs> like you had one job. <laughs>
0: that's how she becomes stranded um so it's kind of late at night i believe when this takes place and there's a winter storm coming in so all flights have been canceled so the plane cannot turn around they radio to her plane um and later in the book it's revealed that they were still hunting for her and they were still trying to figure out what had happened to her because they didn't accept that the radioed message the plane received was actually from her, and they were waiting for, like, kidnapping demands oh and God. stuff. Like a ransom note? Yep, that's what her father was waiting for. Um, <sighs> oh. So they're in this tiny town in Maine. Well, she's in this tiny town in Maine, and there's a snowstorm, and she has no money, no phone, no clothes, no nothing. She's a princess. But she can't tell anyone that because, like, what if they do something to her because she's royal? Mm-hmm. Um, so the nice, like, airport attendant lady um, named Belle decides she's going to take her home with her and give her a place to sleep for the night. So she's, like, in the kitchen when um, Sam comes in, which is the other, like, the main love interest, and sam has two twin daughters as the summary says his wife died at christmas time about two years ago she was driving the car and he was a little drunk and a drunk driver hit her if in like a semi or something so sam has a lot of residual guilt and his residual guilt actually almost made me dnf this book Because I really, like, I can't stand, like, I get grief, and, like, you can grieve all you want, and, like, that can be your process. But to just make it a focal point of the book and of the character that he doesn't accept and he thinks that he could have avoided it. And just the arrogance in that statement that, like, if I was the one driving, I would have avoided it. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I don't appreciate that. Yeah. Um. So Sam is very guarded. It's Christmas time. He doesn't, like, he's just gritting his teeth and trying to get through the season. He, and like, his daughters are only nine years old. So throughout this book, they're very hesitant to ask for things. He has moved them into his mother-in-law's house, which is Belle that took um, Jasmine home with her because he like had an anger fit in their house in the main bedroom and he doesn't want anyone to see it but he also can't like force himself back into the main bedroom to be able to clean his little temper tantrum up so he under the guise of remodeling has moved them out of his house and in with his mother-in-law and they want... There's this one scene in the book where they just want, like, Christmas ornaments, like, homemade Christmas ornaments that they made for their parents. And they're scared to ask their dad and how that's going to make their dad react to go get them from the house. Mm, And I'm deeply unimpressed with him. So, like, I just, like, I get everyone has, like, their own way of handling grief. And I've never, like, lost a significant other. So, obviously, I can't relate to this. But I just don't like the way that they portrayed his grief. Mm -hmm. And then she's there, like, maybe a week. And then, like, her father comes to get her. And they take, like, she goes home. And then, like, her and her father have this discussion. And then her father's like, oh, I'll make him a duke if he's so, if you guys are, like, so in love. And he can, like, come to Volan and... It w- another point, another focal point of Sam's character was that him and his wife, like, grew up in this small town and he wanted to raise his girls in this small town. But at the end of the story, he moves them to this foreign country and becomes a duke and eventually the king and, like, the girls become the princesses and everything. So, like...
1: I'm so confused with this book.
0: I don't know. Like, the whole, like romance part of their relationship was just very confusing. This book was super sweet. Like the girls are super sweet. Everything was super sweet except for the romance. The romance felt so forced. Mm -hmm. Like he's very grieving. He's still like in that stage of denial and thinking he could have stopped it. But like over the course of maybe a week, maybe two, she is there and she gets him to like go into the bedroom and
1: like do all of these things. And I just – I don't buy it. I just read a book with a very similar premise where, like, the dad was left alone with the children. Um, Well, in this case, the wife committed suicide. But, um, like, I feel like it was just this trope – I even hate calling it a trope. That feels gross. Mm -hmm. Um, But this kind of storyline was done so much better to where, like, the romance didn't feel forced. It felt natural. It felt healthy. But, like, this just feels – It felt
0: very forced, and I think because during the conversation with her father, she's like, no, he's going to want to raise his girls in Tucker, which is, like, the small town, and she's like, I want to give up my crown, and so, like, that was very on point for her, Yeah. but him deciding that she can't give up her country and moving with her after only two weeks – Feels off-brand. Feels very off-brand. Like, his character just... It doesn't work. Loose and fast with his morals. Or his beliefs, I guess. Yep. So, I think I would probably give this book about a two and a half out of five. The Christmas Cheer. Like, they do Christmas decorations. They build, like, a Christmas party and everything. So, I think I'd probably give that about a three and a half out of 5 Mm-hmm. But... Other than that, it was a pretty meh book. I feel like a lot of the books I've reviewed have been pretty meh.
1: Yeah. It's the Christmas genre is I feel like it's either really good or it's just kind of meh. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to balance that line between true romance and like a Christmas. holiday book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we have found a couple of good ones throughout this. Um 12 Days of speed Review, so make sure you guys go back and listen to all of the episodes that we posted so far, and we hope that you guys will continue listening as we lead up to the 12th and final day.
0: Thanks so much for listening!